Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs postgame show presented by PointsBet. Use the promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to 2000 bucks. Luke Stuckmeyer, Cody Del Mendo, Ryan Herrera, and the longest winning streak in the National League comes to an end. It had to happen sometimes, guys. An epic run in Cubs history. Three games in a row they won, and now they lose 4-3 to three to the Reds <laughs> in what was a complete snooze fest until the last inning. They, the first inning was fun, the last inning was fun, and all the stuff in between was nap material. Yeah, I'm surprised you actually didn't fall asleep. I am We're fairly still surprised, waiting. too. It's never happened, but it, it could. Yeah. <laughs> it, when it does happen, the internet will know because I'm going <laughs> to get the best Luke Stuckmeyer sleeping on the couch at the CHGO office. Yeah, and I'm a Heck. mouth breather, too, so you'll get a good <laughs> oh, shot. No, yeah, you'll, you'll hear it yeah. before you see it. <laughs> you'll see it. No, I mean, really, this game, they, they scored two runs in the first inning, then they get two hits for the next seven innings. And the ninth inning is only interesting because Joey Votto decides to bat flip on a walk up two runs in a game that probably ultimately will mean nothing to either team. Yeah. I honestly, like I tweeted someone explained the last 10 minutes to me and like, like I'm five years old because I, I don't get why Rowan Wick was bothered by Joey Votto walking to first. I know. And I, I, and then you saw Votto, like, at first base, say, like, say, I didn't say anything. Right. Like, bluntly say it. Like, Marquise Brockett was, like, literally, you could read his lips. So, I don't know what was bothering Rowan Wick. So... You know, whatever. Like, and usually I, Joey Votto's one of the cooler guys in Major League Baseball. Yeah, like, like, that's his reputation is, like, he's supposed to be a great guy, funny, yada, yada. He did put a little extra into a bat flip on a meaningless walk. Yeah. I don't know if there's something else outside of that because you could tell David Ross was saying, pay attention to the game. Was there more to that than just the bat flip? Right. That set off Wick, you know, because and then they, they clearly plunked right. Patrick Wisdom. Yeah, the leg would get hurt. Uh, but going back to the Joey Votto, Rowick thing, I tweeted out, like, to save the beef. If the Reds were there on Monday for WWE Day, that'd be great. <laughs> Battle it out in the Hell in a Cell, Battle for Canada. Yeah. Um, yep. I, that, that sells itself for the are pay-per-view. We, are, but, we for, are we for sure that they that they hit wisdom on purpose? Up to, it's the ninth I, inning. You're the Reds. And I know it, they don't care about wins or losses, but still, like. I don't, Boy, know. I don't know. The, the pitcher did. has some history. 
of being involved in stuff like that. Go back to Bryce Harper he had a beef with. Okay. Um, so I guess that doesn't necessarily mean he's doing it. It's a dumb place to do it if you are. I mean, look, right. it, That's a cool, if, it, if it was on purpose, it almost cost him the game. Yeah. Because Contreras hits that ball, you're down a run. I mean, it goes one more foot, you're down a run. In any other year. Yeah. But I, they probably don't. You know, I, I don't again, know what they did on purpose. It was, like, like Cody said, it's a weird. I, it's a bad situation to do it on purpose. Yeah. Like, regardless like, yeah, of your taking it, it or whatever. It would be really stupid a, if it wasn't I don't even know. Stupid situation the, weird, the situation is so weird that I don't even know if I should be a Cubs homer and be like, fuck Joey Votto, but I don't want to because I respect the guy so much. Right. And I don't know if I should just be like, what the hell are you thinking, Rowan Wick? Like, why, why are you starting this? You got out of the inning, though. You didn't give up a run. So, like, it is what it is. I thought it was all, you know, thrown under the rug. Then we get to the ninth inning. You get one out. Then Wisdom comes up. You hit him. And then you almost blow the game because you hit him. <laughs> Ross gets ejected. It was an it was an elite, uh, he get, like an elite ejection in terms of he got his money. I respect him so much more now because of how he got ejected. Uh, and, that yeah, that's that's – that's the the best summary I can give you of like how that situation happened. I don't I, I don't know who to who to blame. Nearing on the chat's not buying what the Reds are selling. He says Strickland loves hitting people. He's a meathead. Baseball <laughs> players are meatheady. Yeah, that's fair. Meatheady. Hey, yeah. I mean I just think that, you know, again, I know the Reds don't care if they win or lose, I guess, at this point, but shit, when you actually have a chance to win the game, you think you just just win the game. I mean the Reds did everything better than the Cubs tonight. Like, I don't know. Like, I, just, I don't know. Phil says, absolutely <laughs> on purpose. The slow-mo angle clearly showed no movement on that ball. Like, he just went, first of all, if that's where you're going to throw at somebody, that's dangerous. You could have broke sure. the guy's forearm, his wrist, any of it. Like, I agree. I agree. Yeah, I'm Nick. sort of surprised. And, and also, the reaction of the umpire lets you know that it, there's, there's at least some tension there. Right, because yeah. he steps out right away and is like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa!" Instead of just go ahead, go down to first. And right. wisdom didn't really like take a step towards the mound. Yeah. He just kind of slowly. He gave him like the nod on the way down to first. Yeah. Was like, "Okay, like I see you." Basically, like this is the kind of person you are. Yeah. All right, it's just a weird. If it's in fact on purpose, it's a very stupid place to do it. That's all I'm gonna say. Like, I don't, yeah, I, for sure. They will never admit that they did it on purpose. Right. Just like Keegan Thompson didn't admit that he hit Andrew McCutcheon on purpose, even though we all think differently. For sure. And that's <laughs> why he should be the mayor of but Chicago. But there are there are, so there there are dumb meat heady players that go ahead and do things that don't yeah. make any sense. Right. Um Nick G asked about Wilson. Uh waiter, he said, waiting for the Wooded Dong report. I'm with you, Nick G. I've been refreshing Twitter. Um I, I do I don't know I don't know that it would have donged. Um but as soon as I get the information, can, I will. Can pass you explain that to people that might not know? Like I think most of our chat knows. To mm -hmm. and I know now it, it, the account. So okay, the account on Twitter, uh, it's called What It Dong. Basically, it just takes like Statcast data and and ballpark metrics and stuff, and it's like this ball based on its launch angle and exit velocity and whatever would it have been a home run in any right. other ballpark besides whatever ballpark it was hit in or it wasn't hit in. Um, and it just gives you that data, like, oh, say, say I don't, I have no idea what the the Statcast metrics are for Wilson's thing, but say, oh, it didn't go out in Great American Ballpark, but it would have been a home run in five different, right, five other ballparks. Would it dong? Would tell me this would have donged in five ballparks, and I think that's the best way to um, it's a characterize. Pretty, it's a great a, idea. Like yeah. whoever came up with it, it's a great oh, idea. It's, it's, it's an a automated bot account. too, but I just I don't have it. But just the 
dong. The, what a dong. I like that. I, I think we should keep that and, and make it like standard MLB vocabulary. What would it have donged? It would not have donged. <laughs> would it have tater? You don't like tater? No. Like, I prefer tater. Nah. You've said dong way too much. And up. Last I thought minute. you said wooded dong at first. Wooded. Instead of wooded, instead of wood it. Like yeah. wooded. W O O D. Wooded dong. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. I get what you're saying now. Is that your preferred term for home run, dong? Now it is. Now it is. Whenever Brandon Davis gets called up, we're going to be talking about Davis dongs. Davis dongs. I'm, I've always been. I've always been a tater guy. <laughs> well, you're, you're an old soul. Tater, yeah. My home run call for highlights used to be that tater's mashed, if it was really. Tater's mashed? Yeah, that tater's mashed. That's brutal. Mashed okay. tater, see? That got, that got me a job from Michigan to Nebraska. Uh, well, I, I got I to think of a way. You can see how to, well that worked for me. I got to think of a way to incorporate dong into something like that, <laughs> phrase like that. Like that, dinger dong. I don't know. Dinger dong. Move, move on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the winning streak's over. Um, the longest the, in the National the, before League. Before we get, first of all, you get the two runs, and Hap gets them off to a nice start. And Kyle Hendricks, who we were hoping would have a better start, having just given up four home runs in the windblown game at Wrigley Field, just the second time in his career he'd given up four home runs in a game. They spot him the two-run lead, and he gives up, you know, th- four runs in the next three innings. Right by the third inning, they were already up four to two. Like, he gave it right back, and then there was just nothing happening the rest of the night. But, like, Hendricks – I don't get on Kyle Hendricks very often. He's got to be better. Yeah, it just wasn't – you know, he wasn't getting the whiffs. Um, threw a lot of sinkers today, 15 of his – no, no, 25 of his 68 pitches were sinkers. Um, went to the four seam a lot to – actually, changeup has been one of his better pitches this season. He went to it the third most of his four. Um yeah, two whiffs on 31 swings, which obviously isn't a lot. And then just looking at the uh, the illustrator, the pitch chart, um, his fastball kind of, you know, four-seam sinker, um, just not doesn't show a whole lot of command there. Um, and so if that's, you know, if that's the case, then he'll be the first one to say, like, you know, because, again, we talk about it every time we talk about Kyle Hendricks. Is his big thing is to locate – that's how he wants to start, is to locate the fastball down and away, locate the fastball down and away – because that's what allows everything else to play off it, and just based on the, on the on the pitch chart, he you know that fastball is all over the zone, all over outside of the zone. Just did not look um, like he was commanding it down and away like he would like, and like you have seen in you know some of his best some of his best starts of the season. Um, and so I think just just looking at that, when he's not commanding the fastball again, he's not able to play the rest of the pitches off of that, which you can see in the fact that he only had one whiff on his changeup. Uh, he had no whiffs on six curve. He didn't have a swing on six curveballs, um, and he kind of relied on the sinker force team. So that tells me he, you know, tr- maybe a little more of trying to get that in the zone or trying to get that low down and away. Which, um, just based on the pitch chart itself, didn't look like he was doing it very much. And you kind of can see just on the box scores he struggled today. Um, yeah. Four runs, four runs, and five, no, five, four and five. Is that what we, what we? No, he went four innings. Four and four. four yeah. Innings. Daniel okay. Na- Daniel Norris came yes, in yes, and increased his trade value tonight in the fifth. Uh, yeah, yeah, Kyle Hendricks, he had the two hardest hit, or he gave up the two hardest hit uh, baseballs tonight. Uh, Brandon Dury, 108 miles or 108 miles an hour exit velocity on a ground out, and a home run given up uh, when Joey Votto at 107. That was crushed. Um, but also, you know, he just they 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 hit they hit them all all across the diamond. Is what it is, man. I don't understand. 
Also, those X velocities. A reminder, again, I am an analytics guy since last Tuesday. Um, <laughs> Cody Delmetrics. Delmetrics. Yeah, Delmetrics. Yeah, um, change your Twitter name to that. Yeah, your right. Uh, anyway, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know what to think about Kyle Hendricks. All I know is that we sit here, me, you, me, Luke, Ryan, whenever we're on the road, and we'll we'll sit here, look at the chat, and everyone's like, we got to trade Contreras, we got to trade Stroman, we got to trade Kyle Hendricks. And I'm like, how can you look at Kyle Hendricks right now and expect to get any kind of value for him the way that he's pitching? He had he's, – he's had good starts. Like, we, we gave him all the credit in the world when he had that great start in San Diego. And then he was – Definitely not as great in Arizona, but he gave you almost, he came one out away from a quality start. And since then, it's back to what we saw in April. Jack says, I need Brendan to let me know everything's going to be okay with Hendo. I we haven't haven't seen Brendan jump on yet, but the pitch doctor (laughs) uh, did put some stats and stuff out. He said the whiff rate is among his best in his career, sinker usage down by 33% this year. He was talking about how. Like, some of the numbers for Hendricks don't make sense this year. Our, our buddy Jake Bonowski, who was on the podcast with us, said his hit rate is 10% higher than his career average. You know, like, there's some stuff that's odd about it. Like, but really, it all comes down, like Ryan was saying, it always comes down to command with, with, with Kyle, Kyle Hendricks. Hendricks. yeah. You know, he just doesn't, he doesn't have the velocity and the movement on pitches necessarily to, to, not have his best stuff every night. Like right. he doesn't, he doesn't have that room for her error like other guys do. Um, so he can still be really, really good. In fact, he can be dominant at times. But when he doesn't have his command, it's almost like he's just another pitcher out. Well, there. usually you know, whenever just, we talk about his command, he has maybe two or three walks. He only walked right. one person tonight. He just to for me tonight, he just gave up a lot of hard contact. Like yeah. the right. home run that Votto hit. When you look at the location of it on the little square they have on the broadcast, it was out of the zone at the bottom of the zone, but at 89, and, I mean, that's who he is. Joey Votto's a Hall of Famer. Let's, like, let's be real. So, I don't know how much you put into, is that Hendricks being bad or is that just Joey Votto being Joey Joey Votto? Votto. You know what I mean? Maybe a little bit of both. Yeah, maybe a little bit of both. But, again, you look at the exit velocities for the Reds tonight, Especially in that, what was it, the third, the third inning, they were. I tweeted them out from the CHGO Cubs account. You should go follow it on Twitter if you don't. Like the, they're more than half of the exit velocities that inning were over 100 miles per hour. So he's he was just giving up a ton of hard contact. So when you talk about command, in this game at least for me, it's more of just he just wasn't locating even his pitches that. He wasn't locating strikes in the right spot. Right. And so, like, instead of walking guys, he was just, you know, serving up meatballs. Leaving it over the plate a little too. Catching too much of the plate. Um, Nick on there says, blame the dead balls, you know, that should have been a home run or blame it on the movement for Hendricks. All I know is if it was back to a live ball, the home run by Joey Votto would have gone through the bleachers and into the river. Yeah. (laughs) That was a... It was a laser off the bat. So, yeah, you win some, you lose some. I, I would agree that, that when Contreras hit the ball, I thought it was a home run. And we were all, like, cheering for it in a big way, especially how that inning was going with 
how was, like them hitting it wisdom was and everything. I think I was just cheering for the possibility that Frank Schwindel could be the back. sent back back there to catch uh, <laughs> because oh. PJ Higgins was out. No more healthy catchers, and who knew if they wanted to put Wilson right to into catch. the game. So I'm like, there's a, there's a chance Frank Schwindel's catching. He's the emergency catcher. There's yeah. a chance. I don't know that it would have happened, but that would have been. Interesting to see that decision. Yeah. And Morrell still had a chance to win the game, too. Yeah. Or at least, I shouldn't say win the game. Take Tied the lead, up. be a superhero again. Mm-hmm. And we thought, well, this is this is just as good. First, it would have been great if Contreras hit one because it was either if they hit Contreras, there's going to be a brawl. Yeah. If he hits a home run, the bat flip's going to go over the dugout. <laughs> yeah. Morrell yeah. was uh, good tonight. I've, I've said the moment's never too big for him. It looked like he was a little maybe over-anxious. He saw him breathing. He saw him trying. Yeah, he was he was trying to calm down, but clearly he was like amped up to try yeah. and have that opportunity again. Yeah, it was a big moment. But earlier in the game, nine pitch walk. Earlier in the game, seven pitch double. Yeah. Like, again, he's getting on base. Is it just one game he hasn't reached base? Is that I correct? I think it's every game he's he's been on base. I'm pretty sure. Been on base in I'll every look. game. I'll I think so. Like. I feel like he's been on base. Been in on every base game. in every game, but uh, there. There's one game where he didn't play at all. Yeah, he's been on base every single game. Wow. Uh, the only time he didn't get a hit was May 19th, and he, he walked. Okay, so, so yeah. he, it's a, he has... Every game he's played, he's got on base. And he has a hit in all but one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah That's but, what I was... So, I mean, yeah, he's looked great, and defensively, he's looked great. Yeah. Seven hits and three walks. Yep. And, the th- I mean, and we're going to keep coming back to it, just the defensive versatility that he brings. That's the reason why they made you know brought him up in double A, because he could play six, seven different positions. Um, and then we're going to talk about this once, you know, guys, on guys start getting healthy and you guys start making roster decisions. But, um, obviously he came up out of necessity, but he has n- not only been very good at the plate, but he, and then we talk about, we were talking about how many pitches he's taking, he's taking right. above the major league average pitches per plate appearance. So he's, um, the plate disciplines there. He's he's fouling off good pitches. He's laying. We were even like taking like, oh, he's laying off some really close pitches. Like good, good for him, right? Um, but outside of just the bat, just defensively, he's playing all over the field. He's letting David Ross plug positions that a guy needs a day off or a guy's uh, you know feeling a little. He's feeling something and 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 needs someone to play in his stead. His stead, right? So that's if you lose that just due to roster crunch and options and stuff like that, it, it does suck mm-hmm. um, because he's a guy that's been up here. He's done really well, and you kind of obviously want to see if you can keep that up. I, I also think it's a big deal that the last two nights now he's been batting leadoff. And like yeah. I, and as we've seen the Cubs with you know guys like Nico starting basically the, the entire year down the nine hole or you know we saw him move up to the six hole as he started you know really coming into his own. The fact that David Ross is just like throwing this guy into the fire again, going back to last night, man. Like he keeps he keeps it doesn't have to get hits, but if he's just finding a way to get on base, like that's just that's a good sign because again, <laughs> exploring Luke. Yes, uh, he's someone that I don't know if he's gonna be a part of the next Cubs team, but man, like he has been fun to watch uh, in all aspects of the game. He really has. Yeah. Exploring and experimenting, and they're doing it both with him. They're moving him around. They're trying to explore whether or not he's ready for the majors. Um, you know, 22. So far, it looks like he's ready for the major leagues. And they call up Nico Horner today, and because of the, the Gomes injury, 
you don't have to even worry about Morrell going down in this case. And by the way, that's another good sign coming out of this game was Nico coming on for the pinch hit. I, I was surprised once he was brought up that he wasn't in the lineup, but they were trying to go slow. They put him in that position. He hasn't seen pitching at a major league level in a while, and he's able to, in a high leverage situation, just kind of flick it the other way and the right. You know? Of course, like, that one dropped. That one drops. Like, <laughs> you know, what was it? 80 miles an hour? 70. 70 miles an hour. <laughs> yeah, but did it have an 870 expected batting average? So it was like perfectly placed. Yeah, ball. Well, but also, con- a ball. Contreras he, he, went, was like he went six, the other way. Like, I'm, I just like what Nico's done all season. Yeah, for sure. just like Morrell, I like what I've seen from Nico. And that's all a ball. I mean, that's a that's that's the kind of hit you kind of expect from Nico. Just a, right. put the ball in play, like see if it could drop. He's not gonna very. I mean, he's done it a couple of times, but he's not gonna hit a home run in that situation very often. He's not right. going to um, throw drive the ball deep into the gap as often as as you would like, or as often as some other guys will. But he's going to put the bat on the ball more often than not, and more often than not, it's going to find a spot on. You know, okay, I won't say more often than not, but we put the bat, you put the bat on the ball like he does more often than not. There you go. Um, then there's going to be times like today where that ball finds the outfield grass, that ball finds its way down the line, that ball finds um, just its way up the middle, something like that. But just you put the ball in play, and good things have happened, can happen. That's what I've been saying all season. Um, Nico did that because we know he's a good contact hitter, um, and that ball you know, perfectly placed and got, you know, nearly well, got a run in and nearly tied up the game. Yeah. Is Nico ever a guy you want to see batting leadoff or, or for now, would you ride with Morrell just because he's been so patient and poised and playing well and he's done pretty well there the last couple of games? I always said that I like Nico either five or six or batting second. And, and it would depend on the lineup that day because, you know, we've talked about or people have talked about for years, especially as we've gotten more analytical in this game, that usually the best hitter in your lineup is batting second now. And yeah. so which, which in a perfect world isn't Nico. Right. Exactly. He's not. But he's still like the type of hitter he is yeah. and the type of lineup that the Cubs have. He's a guy that I wouldn't mind seeing batting second. But with the type of lineup the Cubs have and the type of hitter that he is I would rather see him batting fifth or sixth more often than not. Um, things will could change, though, come the deadline. Um, but for right now, yeah. yeah, with what this team has right now, yeah, I'd rather have him more so in the middle of the lineup, have him in some, you know, some decent RBI chances. Because, again, like he, we just watched, like he put the ball in play in a crucial moment. And with him yeah. out, that's some of the things we have seen hurt the Cubs you know I ranted about Patrick Wisdom that one day <laughs> I've ranted a little bit about Ortega uh in a recent game too and strike who struck out in a, in a major moment to try to and score and either tie or take the lead and you know we've we've had nothing but good things to say about Nico all season so I I like him down more so in the middle of that lineup fifth or sixth yeah and like I mean again I, I just said it but like in a, in a perfect like contending team like this team would go to the World Series Nico Horner is not going to be your number two because if we go up the assumption that that's where like the Mike Trout's of the world hit, right, right. like Nico Horner is not going to be your best hitter on a championship contending team, but he is going to be a guy where we talk about. Honestly, we talk about that. I mean, I saw Tony La Russa, and you know, sometimes you can take kind of take what he says with a grain of salt, but he kind of said that. Uh, I think it was Vaughn the other day of like the ninth hitter is kind of like a second leadoff hitter, and some people will can disagree. Some people will agree with that, but just like. If you, it is nice, nice to have a you know a lineup that good where a Nico Horner can slot in down at the at the bottom of the lineup, and then when you go through that second rotation, 
you got another bat that you can put out there along with your leadoff hitter that can both put the, ba- put, the put the bat on the ball and try to get on base. I think that Nico Horner could be a solid leadoff hitter in a lineup like the White Sox if you wanted me to pick, you know, if you wanted me to talk myself into believing he could be a leadoff hitter. He's very similar to Tim Anderson in terms of just putting the contact out there. He does he doesn't hit home runs like Tim Anderson, but he does make contact and he does hit the ball at all fields and like Again, I'm not saying Nico Horner is going to develop into Tim Anderson, even though I think by F war, Nico Horner is, is right up there with Tim Anderson this year. Yeah. So, so I'm just saying. Are you I know Steven one? is sitting over there. He's shaking his head. I'm just Howdy. saying. Are stats offer- don't lie. Save it Are you for offering- Crosstown. Mm-hmm. Save it for Crosstown. I think, I think Cody's offering a one-for-one one trade for Nico for Tim. <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying he's better. I'm just saying he's playing just as well as Tim Anderson has this year, minus the home runs. No, he hasn't. <laughs> Come on. No, he hasn't. He was. Go I'm look at the numbers. No. Go, no. go look pissed. at the numbers. Wait, wait, what, what was your number in terms in, in terms of advanced analytics? Steven's. Not saying that he's better. I'm just saying he has been Tim playing Anderson's just as well. Tim Anderson's MVP candidate this year. Say that yeah. again? Tim Anderson's an MVP candidate this year. Nico's not. Wait, so what was Tim Anderson's not an MVP candidate. What was, the, oh, what was that? Hold on, I got to look at this. I just know that Steven's face just got so red that I thought <laughs> potentially his head might pop off his shoulders I haven't, from the okay, couch. Admittedly, I haven't seen Tim, Tim Anderson's numbers this year. Or not this year, but recently. He's been but very good. I do know Jack, before... Jack before I would not trade Nico I do Tim know Anderson. that oh, before, before the stupid umpire ran into Nico Horner, he was... He was playing just as well as any shortstop in the National League. Oh, I'm, I'm with you. Nico's my Nico's my favorite. I'm not saying he's you. better than Tim Anderson. I'm not saying that he's Tim, an MVP candidate. I'm not saying that. Tim so Anderson don't, is don't twist him. my words. Sam, but I am saying I am saying season. that Tim he Anderson has is been dusting playing. him in F four. By the way, he's dusting what him? dusting him? Well, yeah, Tim because no, Horner's been out for three weeks. But Tim Anderson has the has the highest F four among all shortstops in the major. Okay, you go look back at what it was at the beginning what was it, of May ninth. May 9th. Go May look 9th. at it back look it up. No, May, May 9th. May 10th, Steven. I think. May 10th, I think. <laughs> we said it was the second day of that San Diego series? Yeah. We'll say May 10th. All right. It was close. I'm not sure if it was above it. What's one or two points? I don't care. Again, I'm not saying he's better, but he, he was playing very, uh, very, very well. He was, he was playing well. It was, it was it, 1.3 F4. Jack wouldn't trade Nico for Tim Anderson. Come was, on. I would yeah. trade Nico ah. for Tim Anderson. It was I one, would. It was 1.3 point eight war. One point three and point eight. Okay, that's, that's not that, that far off. That's a that's a that's a decent chunk. I like Kyle Hendricks. That's a decent chunk, especially oh, this early in the season. Like that's a that's a pretty big. Game. All right. At one time, it was close. <laughs> okay, so I think it's early. It was closer. Back, Whatever, back to where he bats in the order. You're talking to the guy who didn't look at the stats. Yeah, you've I, only been analytics since what? I've eight been days? only been analytics guy Cody, since last Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, Cody Del Metrics no, didn't exist like about a month ago. So Stephen is going uh, to tell the Sox guys that I said that Nico Horner <laughs> is better than Tim Anderson. He's texting him right. He's now. He's texting him, yeah, and they're gonna they're gonna lay. That's not me. what you said. Even though, though I didn't say that. It is kind of what he said. Like half. He didn't. It not kind of though. Like. He was. He didn't say that. He didn't say. He did not say. Nico is better than Tim Anderson. I did not. I no, subs- you didn't. I literally just sat here and said I would trade him for Tim Anderson. Stan says this combo has devolved, and I agree. It has. <laughs> now it started. It started with we were talking about where you would bat guys in the lineup, and really it was would you leave Morrell at the top of the right. order? And as Ryan was pointing out, in on a perfect team. So in reality, when you're looking at this lineup that we're talking about. Yeah, you can forget this entire conversation in three years. Like, it's not, it's not relevant. That's because three-quarters of the guys in the roster right now probably won't be on the roster. So, yeah, it's not going to look like that. But for this team, 
for this season, if you're trying to win some games, I, I think it was Jack said, Morrell, Nico, and then Wilson, which is interesting because Saya is the guy that we've said all along was like, oh, Saya has got to be two or three. Saya has got to be two or three. And all of a sudden, Saya has cooled off and he hasn't had right. a mm-hmm. multi-hit game in almost, almost exactly a month. A month. Almost a month, um, yeah. So he's had some hits, but... You know, it, it goes back to the point of the whole sample size thing that we talk about. We get excited about Morrell. It's, you know, a couple weeks. Yeah. Get excited about Nico. Again, it's not even half a season yet. All are good signs. Keegan Thompson is a great sign. Steele, great sign. Saya's start was a great sign. You can't put all of your eggs into any of those baskets just yet because even one season at the major league level doesn't prove that that's going to be repeated the next season. It, sometimes it takes at least two years of doing something before I'd be convinced that's the answer. Now, don't get me wrong. You saw Chris Bryant come up as a rookie who puts together a season. You're like, okay, well, he's going he's gonna to be pretty good. Yeah. Now, well, we actually thought he was going to be better than he has been right. after the first season. So, again, small sample size. Wait for it to kind of even out after two, maybe Chris three Chris Bryant seasons. was a little different. Like, Chris Bryant, when he came up, he didn't hit his first home run and – what like first month right. was it 25 but he still put up like really like his slash line was still really nice and he still like gave you really good at bats and like that's kind of the difference between him and Saya right now like Saya will I mean he walked tonight I think yeah, he walked tonight right yeah yes and, he did because uh, he was my who you got you know I, I'm pretty sure I won that one I I, I don't know <laughs> he did not win who you I got. just I think, think so. he's just he's just going through the motions right now man like this is what we talked about in spring training right where He's adjusting to, or the league has adjusted to him. He's struggling to adjust back, but he's also had some decent games too. Like, yeah, he hasn't had a multi-hit game, but he had a seven or eight game hitting streak going before the, you know, yeah. the last couple games. With a bunch of doubles mixed in there. Yeah, too. yeah. Like, like he, was... he had been hitting for extra base hits. So I, I don't know. Like, I do know the last couple games have been kind of rough for him, and that's a little frightening because it is the Reds. <laughs> but right. I don't know. That's that's my two senses. Like I think we just got to keep, we just got to grind through it as fans and just hope and pray that he, you know, turns it around. Where's, and where's your confidence level? If you had to put it at a percentage, a confidence level that he's going to be uh, somewhere between an average player to an all star, at least. So all stars. He's going to be there. He's going to be at least above average or an all star, like this year or just no, in the like future in his. In his, his Cub career, career. I, give, I give like an I think, eight. I think I'd, I'd eight out of ten, like an eight eight and a half. Like yeah, he might not eight. be a perennial All Star, but I don't think he's ever going to be. I think he'll be an above average hitter. Um, just in the way we've seen him, you know, his his plate discipline and stuff like that, like that carries over for a long time. And uh, I think he'll learn also. Just kind of, I mean, again, we're a month into his, a month and a half into his big league career, nearly two months, but. He's still, like you said, learning how to how to adjust to the league, not only pitchers, but adjusting to how umpires call him, like that kind of stuff. I think he learns, and I think he kind of starts figuring that out more and more. And then with that play discipline he already has, he kind of starts to be able to uh, pick more spots to swing at pitches that are borderline, to be able to, um, you know, not obviously not chase, which he does a lot, but keep – I don't know what to say – I think the main part is, like, he, those borderline pitches, I think he will adjust to, hey, these umpires are calling that a lot. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I get my zone, but 
maybe I shouldn't lay off it too much. And I think you've seen that a little bit, but um, just overall, I, I don't think he becomes, I don't think he's less than an above average hitter. Um, and obviously he's a really good outfielder too. So um, I think he, the next great Cubs team, um, he could be a starting right fielder for that team. I mean, I I'm so. okay with that. I, I think maybe unrealistically early on, many, many Cubs fans were like, whoa, yes, like they got the steal of the offseason, and maybe I personally was at like 90%, and I've come back down to like, well, 50-50 is good or could not be. I, I think I'm above could or could not be, so I would say like, 67 percent like I'm not I'm not going to go as high as because I think a lot of stuff could still happen early on but we there were very good signs we knew there were going to be adjustments I just want to see the bigger sample size and if I'm saying the bigger sample size I mean literally this year and next year probably before I would say confidently what I really believe he's going to be yeah I I would would think at least the full season before you're like okay like I'd be interested to see like and this is this is dumb to even like compare but I'd love to see like Shohei Otani's like first however many at bats that like the about the amount of bats that Saya has right now I'd love to see Shohei Otani's numbers like in his rookie season of what they were were like I mean and that's that's unfair like Shohei Otani is I mean well the guy they always right the guy they (laughs) always compare him to is Kosuke again like another player coming from Japan had a good start because he became an all-star which was a longer sample size than what we've seen now. I'd be interested to see what Kosuke's numbers were versus yeah. what Seiya's numbers are. Or, or any player that's, you know, come over from another country and just tried to jump in. He's, yeah. he, is, he is a veteran player. He's not – he's young, but he's, he's a guy that's played professional baseball. Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, if you look at – if we want to go that route with Shohei Otani, he did have a really good rookie season, 285 batting average. 925 OPS, but then we also think about the fact we're a month and a half into the season. Like, have we even seen Saya really start making those adjustments to the adjustments? Like, we got a long season to go. Like, we, we should have this conversation at least at the end of the year before we really start, like you said, start yeah. really I mean, thinking a, about who he is. A good portion of what we were evaluating was him playing well, dressed up, where literally all we could see was, like, the top of his forehead and his chin because it was, you know, 40 degrees and pouring rain at Wrigley Field all the time. Like, we forget the first month of the season was miserable. Well, the ball, the ball, even if it's not right this season, will fly a lot more this summer at Wrigley Field. Like, that's, that's just reality. That's like, just how it goes, yeah. So, I love this so comment here from John, too, saying he's too respectful for MLB <laughs> umps. He's been squeezed a lot. I know he takes a lot of, like, strike third calls, but he's been squeezed a lot. Well, there's that, you know. I agree. Uh, yeah. we, we, there was the one, I think the one actually walk he took was on a, uh, there was a ball. Was, there was a ball we saw that ball. was like a curve or a slide or something yeah. that ended up. But he's just been striking outside. out a lot on that in terms yeah. of just taking it. Yeah, strikes, that's what so. I'm saying. We we've seen that before. We, we we even mentioned it to each other. Like he struck out on that before, like that right. exact same pitch. Um, so he'd really benefit yeah. if we had Robo Ums. Just saying. Yeah, well, I'm just Maybe. saying we, we talk about a one, two, three in the order, and it's it's funny how quickly it, we took Saya out of one, two, three just because of some recent struggles, and again. I think by the end of the season, it's very, very possible that he's one of those guys that you want in that mix for batting second. For sure. Yeah, and I don't know if this will help him or not, but maybe Rossi could, you know, put him back down to six like he started at the beginning of the year, maybe take some pressure off. 
But at the same time, you look at the lineup and you're like, well, you kind of need Saya there in the middle, to, you know, second, third, or fourth, right? Like, so I don't know. You know, it is what it is. I, I think it really is just one of those that we just have to watch play out and let him do what he does. Uh, I also don't want to put too like put too much blame because it's like you look at the lineup and you you look at him and you you see all all the intangibles he brings and you then you look at everyone else, at least the large majority, and you're like. How can we? How can we, like, say too much? Whenever the lineup just like, if 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 him, Ian Happer, Wilson don't do something more often than not, the Cubs are not scoring a lot of runs that day, except for you know Wisdom and Schwindel have been hot of late, which is nice, which is great if they can get that on a consistent basis to go with those three guys. Then the lineup, you're like, eh, this isn't as bad as it was during that three and fourteen stretch, you know, but like. We just we just haven't seen like with the large sample size that we've had, we just haven't seen enough consistency of all those guys I just named playing well together, and so that's why this team is eighteen and twenty five, and probably going to sell the deadline, and I'm going to get roasted by Sox fans because they're going to think that I said that I'd rather have Nico than Tim Anderson. We're, we'll have to go back to defend you to pl- to play it because I know you didn't actually say that. <laughs> um, you know, to make matters worse, first of all, the <laughs> longest winning streak in the National League is over. Yeah. Uh, Sox fans think Cody believes that Nico is better than Tim Anderson, and also Cody lost all of his bets tonight. Yeah, it's just been a brutal night, and I blame it mainly because I didn't wear Jordans today. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. Shoes. We will, uh, you know, we'll try and get back in the W column tomorrow. Uh, not only the Cubs, but in my bank account. Um, but I made all my bets on points bet tonight, guys. And, uh, the best way to support CHGO is if you download the points bet app and use code CHGO when you sign up, if you make a $50 or more first time deposit, receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content. And you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. If you have any questions, email points bet at all CHGO.com and we'll help you. Remember that points bet is your home for live in game betting. They have a new exclusive feature, live NBA same-game parlay. For the first time ever, build the perfect live same-game parlay only with PointsBet. Combine your favorite bets anytime during the game. You can even boost your live same-game parlays. And if you don't know by now, online sign-up is available in Illinois. It has been for two months. So I don't know how much more we have to say it, but it's available. So I just take advantage, right? Uh, you can download the PointsBet app right now and register your account from start to finish all from your phone. I say it every show. If Luke can do it, so can you. It's really that easy. Uh, Luke does his little one finger pointing and everything on his phone. No, that's not he true. Figure, he figures See, it out. See, that's less true than the Nico <laughs> Tim Anderson story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, signing up with the fastest sports book is now easier than ever as so you can start living your bet life. In seconds, use code CHGO to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. So what are you waiting for once the game starts? Don't just bet. Live your bet life with points bet. Gamble problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Want to start your day with a competitive edge? Strava CBD Coffee is a game changer. It's helped thousands of people improve their overall wellness and quality of life, and it delivers delicious, fresh-roasted specialty coffee infused with organic, broad-spectrum CBD. CBD from hemp doesn't make you high, it doesn't make you hungry, but it does offer real benefits that can help you. You're going to feel more alert, focused, won't have the jitters, you'll live your day more balanced, less anxiety, fewer aches and pains, plus including CBD in your 
daily routine can even help you enjoy a more restful sleep when you wake up feeling your best. Your best part here, Strava is all about quality. Everything is small batch, fresh and shipped straight to your door. It also offers concentrated full-spectrum CBD for those looking for a more traditional CBD format with a traditional entourage effect of benefits. CHGO listeners, 25% off their entire purchase when you use the code CHGO25. That's 25% off your entire order at StravaCraftCoffee.com. When you use the code CHGO25 at checkout, discount coupon valid on non-subscription purchases only and one use per customer. Now, if you already love Strava, what you do is you subscribe and save with the Strava Coffee Club. Strava, you're in control. You save on the favorite coffees you have, and they're automatically delivered to your home or office on your preferred schedule. Give it a shot. Strava Craft Coffee. I I haven't tried it yet, to be perfectly honest, because I'm not a coffee guy, but everybody that I've run into at the office is like, you got to do it. You, you got to try it. It's really good coffee. I, I know Kevin's getting it shipped to his house. Really? Yeah, he's doing the coffee club thing. Wow. And so, I, you know, I, I, I've thought about it. Coffee's not my, it's not the, ta- it's not the taste that I love, but I, I want all the things that I'm reading about on here. So I'm willing to adjust my palate if I like it enough. And so I, I'm gonna, I am going to try it. Yeah, I have it at my house. Uh, I've had it a few times. It's, uh, yeah, I, I don't blame Kevin for getting it, you know, shipped. And oh, he's not the only one. There's multiple guys here I know that are are using it religiously or yeah. drinking it religiously. Strava. Strava, yeah. Strava. Strava. Do we have any in studio? I would try it. Do we have any back On camera? Uh, I don't know if we have any left because it's, you know, like I said, it's been flying out the door, but he's been taking it home. Yeah. I'll ask Kevin when I see him next. I want to try it. I've never had any. I want to try some. Uh, Jack is asking me if I or what I got against the spread for the Warriors during halftime last night. Uh, I was so mad that they were definitely not going to win that game that I just turned it off. So I didn't. I did not live bet. Jack, thank you for asking. <laughs> um, I have an update. Uh, what it done has not tweeted out if Contreras is right. Do- what, what about what if it his tater? ball would have done? Um, what a tater. <laughs> so I don't. I don't think. <laughs> Just based on context clues, I don't think Wilson Contreras' uh, flyout would have donged anywhere. That's what we do. We start a new app that goes against that, and it's called "Tell Me It Tatered." Does it tater? <laughs> but will tell you tell me? Tell me that tatered. But will you know how to use that app? No, I won't. But you guys can work <laughs> on it. Somebody could come. Somebody smart could come up with that. Nick sure. G says, "Luke, haven't we seen you with massive all caps Starbucks cups?" That's yes, true. But they're tea. They're never coffee. Yeah. It took so me if, Stra- if Strava's got comes out with the CBD tea, I'm all in. Yeah. There you go. I honestly, for the, like the first month of knowing you and you were coming in with those cups, I was like, man, Luke loves his coffee. And then I think I asked <laughs> you and you're like, oh, it's tea. And I was like, mind blown because I didn't think they put tea in those types of cups. Ooh, here we go. A little bit of an Ice update. Tea. Oh, you mean the hot ones? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, it's green tea. Ah, gotcha. Got a little bit of an update from um, the uh, Rowick. Joey Votto stuff. Oh, good. Okay. Um, what, do, what do we so, have on this? Uh, Chicago Tribune's Megan Montemurro. Mm-hmm. She tweeted out, uh, issue between Wick Votto stemmed from Wick seeing Votto bat flip on walk. That's, I pointed that out. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Wick said he told Votto, nice bat flip. Heard Votto yelling from first base but didn't want to turn around and start anything. Wick, I feel like he kind of blew it out of the water a little more than needed to be. That she quote tweeted it saying, 
Wick, Wick said he's never spoken to Vado before. I don't even know if he knows we're both Canadian. <laughs> oh, I wonder if the that, that that puts a twist in the battle for yeah. Canada. When he was running to first, was there a hey hoser? Get down to first base. <laughs> and, back, and then on the way back, take off, eh? Oh, right man. back at him. That puts a, that puts a wrinkle in the uh, battle for Canada Hell in a Cell match on Monday. I'm um, just saying. Wick did say uh, just blankety blank blank go down to first or something like that. Yeah. You could, you could just read his lips in there. I don't know if Hoser Definitely was in Definitely left there, that part out, but. And then Vado was saying, what is what he saying? He was like, on. He said say, he was. I didn't say bleep. I so didn't there say wasn't bleep. something before I didn't say that. There wasn't something before that. He was literally mad about the bat flip for the walk, which is unusual. But whatever. If Joey Vano bat flips, like, yeah, I think it's one of those like soft things. Like I don't want to be that guy, but I think that's kind of soft if you're getting like upset about walking a guy and then he bat flips. And he's not even like it's not even like he. Like, he didn't throw it in the air. He chucked yeah, it. He just but like, chucked I've it over the first. Like, we've seen a lot of guys do that. Yeah, like, I mean, I'm just kind of like that was a pretty clear like. Like he was trying to, he was trying to. Uh, it, to me, it looked like, like the way he flipped it. Like that looked pretty. Like hey, like watch this, watch this shit. <clears throat> was it and something? It. Either way, like, me, I was still it something? It was something, but was it enough to start barking at a future Hall of Famer about going down to first? No, I probably would have let it go. I would have let I, it go. I, I, well, I'm. Glad that the benches didn't clear over that whole thing because I didn't feel like they needed to. But right. I mean, you could see you could see Votto yelling. They kept showing the dugout, Not, so I don't know if like the dugout was yelling anything at, at Votto or like yeah. what that whole situation was. I mean, it just I, felt was it what's that a whole let's get Rowan Wick in here and he much to do about that. nothing. Yeah, like that? <laughs> but okay, so if like is that, is that the phrase they yeah, used back in yes. the eighteen forties? I, I don't know, but yes, I, I just respect so. Joey Votto so much to like. I'm sorry, Rowan Wick, like, you're a great reliever for the Cubs. You have been. The Cubs literally got you for a washing machine, and it's great. And, I, you know, I appreciate you being on the team. But, like, Joey Votto's a future Hall of Famer, first ballot, no doubt in my eyes. And for you to get all upset just because you walked him and then he flips the bat over to the dugout like hundreds of guys do every day, eh, to me it's just, like, there's other battles ahead. You know what I mean? But it wasn't like it, it wasn't a bad flip like guys usually do. Like I, I I'm not saying like Ro Wick should have got upset about it. He walked him, but the bad flip that Joey did wasn't a toss to the. And that's out. what I'm saying. Like, well, that's you, but that's what you say. Like you said, like tons of other guys do. That's not that's not a normal toss the bat over to the dugout. Like that was a pretty clear like. like I am hey, now going to this. look at every walk and see how this. guys throw the bat over to their dugout. For you tell, like you the tell rest me, guys, they just kind of flip it like how, how he did. He didn't just. Chuck it over there. Like I know he, we didn't just chuck it over there. I no. do realize <laughs> that he like it, it he was, put it a was, little extra sauce yeah, on he did. it. Yeah, there was he put a little extra sauce, extra sauce it, it on went, the nugget as it was flying over towards the dugout. But, yeah, but again, it was not. It was a whole much ado about nothing. I I so will gonna, say I'm this. Start using that phrase. I am. I just thought of something though. I am now convinced in my mind. While I don't think Wick necessarily needed to bark at a future Hall of Famer over a bat flip that was a little oh, more than go. it needed to be. Do we got it? Oh, wait. We can show it, but, like, I, I, am, I am more and more convinced that Strickland threw at wisdom, which is what got Ross going because of what we were just talking about. Right. Strickland's the hothead. He doesn't care where it is in the game. He knows mm -hmm. he's on a losing team, and you are not going to bark at our future Hall of Famer, our team leader. Yeah. It was the guy he barked at that set off Strickland, in my opinion, sure. to bark. That's, plunking wisdom on the arm. It was not an air that he hit him in the arm. Yeah, that was, yeah. you never touch our captain 
with with your mouth like that. You're not you're not going to bark yeah. at our guy going down to first base over a bat. That's flip. a good point. I mean, and, and that's why I'm Ross came there. out and was like, "That's great," but he could have just uh, broke our guy's arm. Right, and that's that's where I I do agree. I I do mm-hmm. like again everything that I said about Wick. I all right, I'm seeing the video. I agree. That flip's not yeah, a lot. Okay. It's, it's, it's maybe it's less than I thought. It's got, of it. it's got a little wrist to it, but it's not. Uh, I mean, may, maybe that is the the count says that is usual walk bat flip. Maybe maybe I on first like glance. I haven't watched the replay since we first saw it. Maybe, looks maybe like I, a, maybe, maybe it was a little more the first impression than what it looks like here. It looks look like, like a frustration thing from Wick. You know, he's trying to earn innings. It's a strong bullpen. He's trying to earn his spot, a walk, a 4-0 right. walk. That's know. what that strikes me as. He's just frustrated. But it's yeah. not, it, it is not the guy to bark at. Well, if you want to put this on. By the way, quick. Joey Votto's batting like 144 and, and has his own frustration. He just did a home run yeah. that probably felt pretty good to him, but he's obviously not having the season he wants to have. So yeah. maybe that's where There's a little bit of the extra bat flip comes from. Definitely too. faults on both sides in this, no doubt. Like, yeah, Strickland shouldn't have hit wisdom just because freaking Wick decided to say whatever he said to Votto. No doubt. Like, that's like, especially when you're up two to only two runs going into the ninth inning. Like, that was, yeah. that was about as, as the dumbest thing you could possibly do. I wonder what David Bell was like. Did he just hit him? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably. Like, but, again, like, like, it's that. probably a conversation because, yeah. you know, nothing good really could have come of that. No. Like, it All only it, it escalated to the point that it did. You could have injured another player, and Patrick Wisdom could have walked down to first and punched Joey Votto right in the face over the thing. Like, yeah. Wisdom's the one that really should have been mad about the whole thing, and I do appreciate David Ross running out there clearly with a purpose, knowing he was going to get thrown out. For sure. Probably wanting to get thrown out. It makes out. a lot more sense that he did that now than anything because then the moment I, I think really that's didn't what get it either because I just did had no idea what was going on. And so, yeah, like what Rossi did was like that's that's one of the reasons they hired him, right? The big roo-roo-raw guy, you know? Um, and the Cubs were a few inches away from making Hunter Strickland look like an absolute clown, even though he already does look like an absolute clown, so. Congratulations, Hunter. Strickland. A little, a little more from Patrick Mooney on Wick. Okay. Uh, Rowan from Patrick Mooney, uh, the Athletic. Uh, Rowan Wick on his dispute with Joey Votto. All I said was nice bat flip. I understand he's been in the league a long time. He can do whatever he wants when he walks. On my side, I was not happy at all with the pitches that I threw, so I let the emotions get the best of me. So he admits he was probably yeah. wrong. Yeah, there you go. Which I, yeah, I have not said that. I respect that. I, hey, I don't that's think it fine. was. I don't think it was something to get all upset like there, there was no reason to have any sort of like so the fault in all of this there. is hunter strickland in my eyes at this point he's the one that I took guess. it to the next level yeah. over someone yelling at his guy <laughs> like, <laughs> like i just i just can't it's like, so wild to i me. just can't let myself mm-hmm. believe that in that's it like you're only up to like you can't I just, it's such a tough he's a meathead it's, yeah. it's just it's just let, it's me, let me change the names for you <laughs> Let me change the names for you and pretend oh, no. that was Kyle Farnsworth on the hill oh. for the Reds. Would you think, yeah, man, I wonder if he threw at him. Absolutely, he threw at him, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, it's the same type of guy. Like, he plunked uh, him. That's just, that's and I, just... I don't remember who put it in the chat, but it was like, slow-mo showed no movement, went straight at him. It was the only pitch he had that he threw that wasn't go- going where he wanted it to go. Somehow that went exactly where he did want it to go. Right. He probably was trying. Maybe it didn't go exactly. I'm hoping he was trying to at least throw at the guy's butt instead of his wrist. But he hit him on the wrist. And so that is why David Ross was not happy. Yeah. Yeah. And rightfully so. 
So I'm glad we got that stuff while we're doing the podcast. Well, there you go. That's, that's that settles need. it a little bit. Um, Nick, Nick, I think Nick G's asking yeah. uh, thoughts on the rumors that Killian may get a call up for the doubleheaders coming up. That's not a rumor. That's like <laughs> speculation. That's. It's a theory. Uh, it's a theory, and it's which a we thrown out which, that which we've talked about. But talked about yesterday. Yeah, we talked about it, it yesterday, but we also like talked to Jed about it on Thursday, and he said, "I'm not going to speculate on that." And it's, I don't know that there's been any. He set up. He pitched today, so he could yeah, potentially pitch yes, on, on Monday. Monday. It, yeah, yeah. it makes sense that this would be the time to try it. it oh, really it does. Like I said, it's 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 a, you know with Aaron Ashby last year with the Brewers, like he came up, gave up seven runs in, in two thirds of an inning. And then went back down to AAA for for a month. Like that's that's a spot that Caleb Killian comes up. You see where he's at. Potentially could pitch that se- the doubleheader on Saturday against the Cardinals too, and then goes back down to the minor leagues and kind of works on things that you see. Hey, you need to work on this stuff. But I'm not saying it's like an expectation or a rumor or anything like that. There's no like I, I didn't see like a report or anything that that's a thing. It's just like we're at, we're talking to Jed about it. He's not giving us anything, but it's still like a place like hey. Like, this would, wouldn't be a bad spot for Caleb Killian to come up. Well, if it's not, here's the deal. This is why it's likely to happen. Who are the other options? Who else are you calling up? Is it a name we're not thinking of? Like, I would say it was Alec Mills. Well, now we know it's not Alec Mills, right? So, it, it's not, Alec Mills isn't ready to go. So, who who else is going to, is it going to be lighter again? You know, <laughs> you assume Keegan Thompson out of, like, four doubleheader games, <laughs> Keegan Thompson probably throws in there somewhere. Like, yeah, I'd mean, rather see Keegan Thompson than literally than who, who else at that level is someone you're, you're, you're looking at right now. And you're like, well, if it's not Killian and I don't have another name, so I don't know why it wouldn't if they be have Killian. Cam Sanders hasn't got enough starts in AAA for me to even consider him yet either. It could, it could honestly be a Mark Ladder. Yeah. It, really, it probably really will good. be if it's right. not. That's, that's a possibility. Uh, if it, if it's I don't not know. Keegan Thompson. Right, so you're 50-50 I mean, I don't. I, I was going to say Michael well, Rucker. I don't think he's a, I will, a starter. Uh, Norris Killian, has started in the past. Killian and he said turf today. toe, which apparently Ooh. is getting better. Rucker, Rucker yeah, yeah, yeah. Norris has been a starter in the past. Like I don't think – I don't know that he's built up know. to pitch – Definitely not. Four <laughs> or five innings, but he – a start a couple. He started a game or two this season. I mean, he ha- again. He yeah. has been. He was a starter with the Tigers at one point. I mean, that's an option at least to eat some innings at the beginning of the game. I don't know, but again, when we're looking, like you said, we're, we're throwing names out of there, and we're like, it kind of feels like Caleb Killian getting a look at him is the best option, best yeah. course of action. Uh, I I wanted to t- uh, tell you guys his box score line tonight or to this afternoon. Oh yeah, what was I know he was well, doing well. Five innings, six hits. One strikeout, two walks, four earned. So oh, so it he gave up some runs in the end, but yeah. early on he was yeah, uh, yeah. As, as you say shoving yeah, uh, probably his worst start in Iowa in a while, but his ERA still at two point zero six, had been below two for a long while. So this is like as far as giving up runs, and he didn't the strikeouts weren't there today. It's just one start though. He'd really been pitching very well yeah. in Iowa. And also, I don't know if, like, I don't know how the game went. Like, maybe he came out and then someone else gave up right, those right. runs. You know what I mean? Like, it still would be the highlight of your 72 season. 72 pitches, 45 strikes. Hmm. It would be Jack, the highlight of your season, Jack, would it not, if he comes up and throws? Yeah. Yeah. Jack R. said Brendan would love Norris starting. If Norris started and Nico, Shorts, Nico Horner was playing shortstop, like, Brendan might faint. Yeah. He might actually, like, faint of, like, just pure joy. <laughs> By the way, what, who's your uh, – Points bet pick of the week. You got a pick of the week for us? <clears throat> Something we should be rolling with? Like, how about an NBA call? I think you a... take, I think you got to take Golden State. 
tomorrow? Golden State plays tomorrow. Money do line? Do you have money line? Yeah. They're probably a heavy favorite though. You might want to look at. Or the they're spread probably is. the spread. Because they're they're in Golden State tomorrow, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. So they're probably a decently heavy money line favorite. Yeah. Probably look at the spread. I, I um, I'm not. I don't. I'm not particularly sure. Yet, I would say that I would lean Golden State to at least win tomorrow. Um, Look how quick he's looking that up on points bets. Yeah, yeah so I just fast. Brought, brought it up, man. That's what Cody I do. Cody can do it. Anybody can do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm. Tr- <laughs> what about the What about the Cubs tomorrow? Well, I was just gonna say you don't ever odds? you don't ever wager on the NHL, do you? No, I, I don't like. You don't even touch hockey. it. No. What are the? Uh, I, I'm uh, not the biggest hockey fan at all, really. To be honest, sorry, Greg. Uh, Jay and Mario, I'm just not a hockey guy. You know what I just realized? That at that game, Dempster was there. There were three Canadians. And right there. Dem probably needs to go to... Maybe that's why it all got sorted out. Dem probably went down to, like, listen, as Canadians, <laughs> we need to pull together. Yeah, or get some, are get we going to get a... Was it Hortons or Mortons? Yeah, well, let's go, to Hor- let's Tim go to Tim Hortons. Hortons. Tim Hortons. Yeah, Hortons, Tim Hortons, yeah. my bad. We'll get our toques, and we'll all be better tomorrow Have morning. Have some... Uh, what's the poutine? That's a Canadian yeah, thing. Yep. Right? Never heard of it. Uh, I like <laughs> Cubs are right now. They are currently slated as a favorite tomorrow against the Reds. I think the Cubs can take three out of four. I like the Cubs tomorrow. What's the What's the line again? Minus one twenty. Okay, I'm on that's the money bad. line. You're on money line. Too? Justin Steele against Hunter Green. Right. Oh, that's what okay. I was going to get to. That That's our next that's thing. Is the matchup one. is um, Justin Steele, who in his last eleven innings, one run, nineteen strikeouts. Of course, it was all against the Diamondbacks. All against the Diamondbacks. It was all against the Diamondbacks. So, I mean, it, it, he's a Hall of Famer if he's pitching against the Diamondbacks. Yeah. Now we just want him to continue that. And I know Brendan did, like, an entire podcast just, you know, oozing excitement over the fact that, like, he's adding pitches. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, Keegan's adding pitches. And, and now you're starting to see that Steele's adding pitches to his repertoire. And he could be a five-pitch guy. And, like, he gets so excited about that stuff. All I know is Justin Steele's looked pretty good those last two games. Could you say some of it is against the Diamondbacks? Yeah, but you know what? They also had a chance to see him, and they're still major leaguers. So the second time around, he did some things differently, which was kind of cool, and and it worked. So I'm gonna I'm gonna put it at value. He's had two great games. I don't care what team it was against. I think he's gonna be good again tomorrow. I, I like if, I, if you were looking for a pick of the week, I like Steel tomorrow. Steel strikeouts. I don't want to know what the line is, but I bet it's at least after his last two outings, what ten strikeouts, then nine. I bet is what if it's six? I would say if it's five and a half or six. I'm pounding the over, Cody. <laughs> Pound the over. Yeah. Smash the over. <laughs> yeah, I'm smashing the over. Yeah, and hammer the as over. As far as you know, the game and stuff, you know. This is like this is a like the cup. I feel like the Cubs are going into tomorrow's game with a lot of confidence, despite the loss. Like you had a, you had the fake rally in the ninth, but you you get this like added motivation thanks to Hunter Strickland, in my opinion. Like and Justin Steele's pitched well his last two outings. Like I don't know. Like yeah, we lost tonight and it was stupid, but I just wish we could play the Reds every day, but. Boy, you, I mean, you have to win that game tomorrow. You, you got to win tomorrow. You yeah, can't you split against the Reds. Right. No, I don't. It's not. Also, would like a win going into an off day before we go and get our butts kicked by the White Sox. Hey, hey, hey. Are you going to any of those games? Either of you? No, I'm going to be here. No, I'm, because I'm, I'm here with the, Cody I'm because people. somebody's got to protect Cody after the 
Tim Anderson comment oh, yeah. that was they're taken out of context. Oh, they're going to take me out on the balcony and throw me off. <laughs> the Sox yeah. fans are going to break crazy. in. Yeah. It's going to be all Sean, blown out of Sean proportion. And her, Sean and her are going to like just hang, Sean, hang you over. Sean they, is it, here. I, I just want to say that the entire reason that I even started doing the comparison <laughs> is because both guys make great contact. That's all I was saying. I, that's all I was really trying to say. But I, I, can we argue that at least that overall – I would say Horner's defense has been better than Anderson's this year. I know Anderson's had some defensive yeah, oh yeah, issues. Had a lot of defensive issues. Hundred percent agree with you there. I I yeah. think I got yeah. that at least. Even Steven. Even Steven. Steven you're okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Steven just said that Nico is better than Tim Anderson. Sox fan Steven wow. just said that. Wow, we'll we'll put it. his Twitter account down it. here for Sox fans on the next post game show. Steve, in fact, it wasn't just that. That's true. It was a thumbs up. Yeah, yes. I, I, yes. I thumbs up too. Yeah. Steven turning over. Turning over, turning over, side. turned on his team. Wow. How, now, how, how the turntables? How the yep. turntables? I saw someone else make a, a office reference in here. So I'm like, I'll find it. You go ahead. <laughs> um, wait, we never we never talked. Uh, who you got? All right, let's do it real quick before we go. Who you got? I I assume Cody won. Like he's up. Did he though? He's That's up three two right two one. now, right? That is not the right one. That's not the right That's from one. Yesterday. That's from yesterday. He's up three two two. Unreal. Nobody <laughs> gave me, nobody gave me the new one. Who the hell is this producer? We don't need a graphic for it. It's, yeah, that's okay. fine. Who'd you guys have? I had, I had Schwindel. He was over. Yeah, I had Hap. He had the, he's the reason they scored two runs. Right. Two of okay. the three runs. Um, so I had Suzuki. He was one for three. He had a walk. Also scored one of those two runs, mm. three runs. I, I, you had Schwindel. Yeah, I had Schwindel. I didn't win. I, I finished third today, and I was going to take Wisdom. That wouldn't have been that much better. He got plunked. Um, yep. Cody won. He's up. Three two two, correct? Know. Wait, 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 wait. Because you need it. You hold, need on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Isn't the producer the one that decides this? Kevin, who won? I don't know. Am I the one who decides? Yeah. Well, I mean, Hap drove in there two. Yeah, Hap had two, two RBIs today, so he's got to be. The but he has one for four with a strikeout. All right, what was say his numbers again? One for three with a run and a walk. <laughs> this we're is really, we're really arguing over this. Okay, no, I'm well, giving, I'm giving it to Hap. The podcast is clicking <laughs> off all over the. All I over lead the four two two now. I lead four two two now. Four two two. I thought it was three two two. That was yesterday, after I won yesterday. Hey, I can't keep my days straight. I like anymore. that idea though that the producer decides. I didn't know that before. It's a new I, rule. I think so. I'm I'm it it really is a new rule according to tonight. I'm in so for that. Never no, you, we asked Stephen the other day. I'm going to give one it. last. Did we not? Before we go, shaking we? his head. He's not his head. Yes. All right. All right. We fine. asked him the other day. I forgot what day it was, and he all probably. Right. I'm pretty sure he gave you the win too. So I'm just going to because I've been I've been picking the right guys. Uh, it's four two two, but we're going to knock you down to two 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 because you said Nico is better than Tim Anderson. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's and and then Stephen agreed with it. Oh my God! <laughs> Thanks for dropping in to check out the CHGO Cubs post game show podcast. Cubs lose four to three to the Reds. They will try to take the series on Thursday. What day is it? Today's Wednesday, so yeah, Thursday on Thursday. Serious we'll finale. Well. Actually, be, thought that uh, it was this series is taking it out of me. Be Corey and Brendan tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll be yes. Corey and Brendan, right? Corey and Brendan. We'll so be, uh, those guys. Related, They'll be yeah. live right here. Brendan on will wax poetic about whatever happens with Justin Mr. Steele. Steele. Yeah, and I wonder if he, he'll probably talk Daniel Norris a lot just because of today. I yeah. saw him tweet about it, so I'm sure he's ready. Enjoy the series finale. We will see you <laughs> for Friday show. As we get ready for the Crosstown round two. And Steven now jumping sides to the north side. Mm. Thanks for listening. Fly the W. (laughs) 